I'm Cassie Hilbron, and this is the Cook It Real Good podcast, bringing you shortcuts to success in the kitchen. This week's episode is all about how to repurpose those holiday leftovers. I chat with Mary from goodygodmother.com about all the different and creative ways we can use leftover turkey, ham, and desserts after the holidays. Mary is the goody godmother, and she started blogging after closing her home bakery to maintain a reason for purchasing lots of cake plates. (laughs) I like your style, Mary. On her blog, you'll find recipes for desserts, some family favorites, and even a few barbecue recipes by her husband, the godfather. One of the biggest things I've focused on in my kitchen this year is food waste, and the holidays can be a time when that becomes harder and harder to avoid. Well, not after listening to this conversation. I felt so inspired I've even tried a few of these ideas in my kitchen already. This week's recipe of the week is my impossible quiche. It's a ham and cheese quiche that magically forms its own crust while cooking, so there's no need to buy or make one. It's a great way to use up leftover ham over Christmas and is perfect for lunch and dinner. You can grab the recipe along with all the links that we discuss in today's episode on my website, cookitrealgood.com slash 18. Now, let's get into today's chat. Hi, Mary. I'm so happy to have you on the podcast today. Hi, Cassie. I am so excited for today's topic about repurposing those leftovers from the holidays. But before we get into it, can I ask you what your last kitchen fail was? So I actually had to ask my husband (laughs) (laughs) because he had to help me pick which one I was going to share. (laughs) And um, recently I uh, was baking some cookies. I was actually working on a cookie bar recipe and, you know, you bake the cookies in a sheet pan, you cut them up. And I thought, oh, this will be so easy. I put together my dough, grabbed one of my sheet pans and started pressing the dough into the pan. The dough completely filled the pan. Now, I know better and I knew that this pan was too small and I thought, I can push my luck. It'll be fine. It'll totally be fine. These cookies will just magically rise up and nothing will spill over the edges of this pan. I can do this. I put them in the oven. And of course, we all know what happened. (laughs) It spilled over. The house smelled like burnt sugar and there was smoke and everything. And there I was opening the oven and throwing a wet, you know, turning it off, obviously, throwing a wet dish towel in and then grabbing the tongs and like using the wet dish towel to scrub the floor. in my oven so I didn't end up with cookie dough stuck to the bottom of the oven because I've had this happen to me before not with bar cookies with something else and it took me like two months to get the um, to get the gunk off the bottom of my oven and so I thought this time this time I will definitely not repeat that mistake so yeah I had two kids the dog my husband in the kitchen everyone and I'm just trying to keep them away from the door of the oven while I'm wildly scraping the floor of the oven with tongs and a wet dish towel so it was very professional. Oh no. Yes. I, I've definitely had some oven spills, but not in that exact situation. And you're right. It's just horrible trying to get all of, <laughs> clean the oven as quickly as you can. But then it's like obviously hot when you just get the cookies out of the oven. So you can't clean it immediately. Uh, what a mess. 
All right. So lesson learned. If it, if it's too too much filling the pan, then you've got to swap the pans before you put it in the oven. Right. And if you know your pan is too small, just do the extra dishes. There I thought I was going to, you know, avoid cleaning an extra pan and... I had to clean my oven instead. Oh, no. <laughs> and then uh, were some of the cookies salvageable? You could still eat some of them? Yes. yes. <laughs> Phew. At yes. least that, that worked. Just right. <laughs> after you've cleaned, you got a little bit of sugar. <laughs> exactly. I needed it at that point. <laughs> I'll bet. Awesome. Well, I, for, I'm just going to have to get my mind into holiday mode. I'm thinking Thanksgiving. I'm thinking Christmas. And when we've got all of those leftovers after our holiday meal, uh, what do we do with those? That's what I want to talk about today. And how is best to use them up? I guess, you know, people probably think, oh, if I've got a turkey and a ham in the fridge, I might be having sandwiches for the next two weeks. <laughs> but I think that there's probably some better ideas that we have. So I'm so happy to have you here talking about it today. So if we think about before we're making our holiday meal or even during it, are there some things that we can do that will help us repurpose our leftovers more wisely after we've eaten it? So I actually, like, I'm obsessed with leftovers. They are my favorite part of the holidays, which probably sounds a little strange. So when I plan my holiday meals, I actually start thinking about the leftovers that I want first. Mm. And then um, I keep that in mind when I'm putting together my main menu. So for example, if we're talking about Thanksgiving, I know that the Godfather is going to make his smoked turkey. So I'm definitely going to have turkey leftovers. And so from there, I think, well, this year, do I want to make something like, um, you know, classics like a turkey pot pie or maybe a turkey shepherd's pie? Do I want to make um, a soup or do I want to do something a little bit different? So keeping that in mind um, helps me think about like the sides I'm going to make. So if I wanted to make like a turkey shepherd's pie, I know that for my potato side, I'm probably going to go with mashed potatoes instead of something like a potatoes a gratin or um, a scallop potato dish, just because I'll have already done part of the prep work for my shepherd's pie dish because I can use my leftover mashed potatoes with my leftover turkey and make a very easy shepherd's pie. That is so so smart. Yes, yes, yes. I can see how that all comes together. Yes. So I um, think that that's something kind of good to do when you are researching your holiday meal and thinking about your menu, start researching possible leftover ideas and that'll help guide you. So you already know you're not going to have a lot of food that's going to go to waste because anything left over you have a purpose, you have a plan. Absolutely. And I, I really do like that idea. And it, it doesn't have to take long. Just have like a little think of what do you what what do you have on the holiday menu? And then what can you do with it after? I really, really like mm-hmm. that. I've, I would rarely ever think to do that, which is so silly because it's something so simple, but it makes all the difference. And you're right. Then you can start to tailor the other things that you're making, like the sides to make it easier in the end as well. So I really, really like that tip. That's great. Now, what about making the most of like kitchen tools, appliances? equipment. Is there anything that we can use that will make the whole process smoother? Yes. I will say that I'm, first of all, I just want to say I'm very against having 
a lot of gadgets in the kitchen. Mm -hmm. Um, So I definitely don't recommend getting extra gadgets, but many of us have something like, say, a slow cooker or um, an instant pot or pressure cooker in our kitchens. And so, for example, that's one of my favorite kitchen gadgets, I guess, to use for leftovers because when you have a leftover turkey or even a leftover ham, a little less on the ham, um, because the bone is very easy just to chuck into like a soup, but with a leftover turkey carcass, you can fit that right into your slow cooker after the meal, along with any um, vegetable scraps. I use scraps from um, peeled carrots and the ends of celery and those little odds and ends. I throw them in there with the carcass, fill it with water and actually set my slow cooker on low and let it run overnight. After the meal, I wake up the next morning and I have this beautiful soup stock that I can either use in um, my leftover dishes or I can freeze for later. Uh, I love making my own stocks. I've been doing it a lot lately with roast chicken and I guess some people make roast chickens at holidays too and you can use that as well. So that's such a good idea. I just pop it in my slow cooker usually and leave it there for yeah, eight hours or 12 hours overnight and come down to like such a nice smelling kitchen. So I can only imagine how good it would be with turkey as well. Yes. And also um, part of the tool planning, I guess, or just making sure you have things to help you with your leftover prep. I want to highly recommend making sure that you have uh, freezer bags on hand, because depending on how large of a holiday meal you're going to have, you're not going to have energy to repurpose everything immediately. You've just spent, you know, a day or two in the kitchen prepping everything for this big holiday meal. You're not necessarily going to want to spend the next day or two after Uh, preparing a lot of things. So it's great to have um, some freezer bags on hand. And if you, uh, and disposable freezer containers, like the uh, aluminum containers that they sell, or even uh, they have some nice biodegradable paper ones that I've seen that are pretty, they have patterns and everything. Um, Use those to package your leftovers. Um, I just don't have enough Tupperware in my house to to do that. But if you do, you know, just make sure you have enough containers for freezing. And if you would like to invest in something, one thing that I purchased actually off a uh, resale site, and it's been a kitchen lifesaver, has been a vacuum sealer. Ah, and, yes. Yes. And I use mine a lot. It helps food last a lot longer in the freezer um, because it takes the air out so you don't get like frostbitten, frostbitten meat. Um, we actually just recently had a whole pig roast at our house and, uh, my, my husband's Cuban. And so that's what they do for the Christmas Eve celebration. They do a big pig roast. And so we did one, uh, not for Christmas, obviously, <laughs> but, um, even though we had a lot of people at the house, uh, we obviously ended up with a lot of pig. Mm-hmm. And so I used my vacuum sealer to help um, put away a lot of the extra meat. And that's something that I do around the holidays uh, with both ham and turkey. It's great because if you, you know, cube up some turkey or cube up some ham afterwards and you freeze it in little portions like that, you can take it out and then use that as a quick protein in like a fried rice dish. Oh, that's that's a great idea about the vacuum sealer. I don't have one, but I, I have seen my friends use them. And I'm like, oh, that's such a good idea. So you've reminded me. I do think that's on my next 
to-do list. I just bought an air fryer and that was the one thing on my list that I was like waiting for. So now I need something else to lust after. I think I'll make it the vacuum sealer. (laughs) There will be all the fall sales coming up. Just watch and buy on sale. Yes, that's such a good idea. Well, you just touched on one of the things that we can do with leftover turkey and ham, uh, because I think that that's probably something that people have the most of at the end of a holiday meal. Even like you said, even when you have heaps of people at your house, you somehow still have so much of them left at the end of it. So you're right, we can cube it and put in things like fried rice. What are some other things that we could use it for? Um, so let's let's start with turkey. Yeah. And then let's do ham. Um, just because I know when I think about leftovers, uh, here we have you know, Thanksgiving first, and that's usually usually a turkey only. Although I do know some people who do turkey and ham. Um, and then the ham is traditional for uh, usually the Christmas holidays. But so turkey, obviously, one of the things you do is is make the stock, and then um, turkey is a really great, and I think it's a disservice to leftover turkey to just put it into sandwiches because, or, you know, a classic like turkey noodle soup, because turkey can really be used almost interchangeably with um, chicken in recipes. So I think an easy way to uh, approach leftover turkey is to actually think about your favorite chicken recipes and start subbing turkey into those. So you can use um, like turkey in a pasta dish for example, or um, something like, all right, so one of my go-tos for leftovers, and I'll touch on this with ham too, but they are uh, croquetas or croquettes. And um, it's just like a, a paste is kind of made with cooked with a flour and you make like a very, very thick roux. And then you add in like whatever cooked meat you want, and then you bread it and you can bake them or deep fry them or air fry them. And it's um, very common street food in Miami at all the Cuban restaurants and little walk-up windows. But it's a great way to use up the turkey and um, or the ham. And um, they're freezer friendly or uh, basically you're prepping for your future, your next holiday party. Yes. Uh, They sound amazing, but I've never tried one before. So I think that's something that I have to give a try. I When I went to Miami, I didn't really eat enough Cuban food. I need to go back. We were only there for a day. So. <laughs> yes, you, you do. You have to go back at Cuban food. And now um, there are a ton of Peruvian restaurants that have opened to lots yum. of good ceviche to be found. Yes, yes. yes. Time to plan a trip. <laughs> Absolutely. <laughs> and I like. I really do like that idea of like something a bit more outside of the box. So yes, you're right. Sandwiches, you're kind of doing a disservice to the meat that you just spent so long lovingly tending to and roasting just to use it up in sandwiches. So if you think of some good ways to use it, that's great. And uh, yeah, I love the creative way because you're right. Some people probably um, are unsure how to use it. So if you think about using it in place of chicken, that is a really good place to start. Yes. I actually, um, one way that I played with, uh, one a recipe that I played with making a few years ago is uh, lumpia with leftover turkey. Yeah. And I ended up putting that recipe um, up on my blog, but it ended up being a dish that went over really well with um, with my family. So that's one of our like really creative out of the box kind of leftover recipes for our turkey. It's a uh, turkey lumpia. Awesome. Yeah. And we'll link that in the show notes for sure. And then, um, so I guess, I don't know, that's, 
because you can think about turkey as a substitute for ham. It just kind of opens things up. And I would say start with what your family likes. And Mm -hmm. that's a great way to use that up. So let's move over to ham. Yep. That sounds good. Absolutely. Great. So ham, again, everyone thinks, you know, ham and cheese sandwiches, but ham is really so versatile. And I don't think we really think about how frequently we use it or how frequently we eat it um, throughout the year. Like you go out to a little cafe, for example, for breakfast, and you'll often find like quiches on the menu. And like a standard is what, like your ham and cheese quiche, right? Mm -hmm. That is a perfect example of something that you can make with your ham. And of course, if a quiche is a little too rich, you can do something um, a little more, I I suppose, waistline friendly, like a... You know, one of those freezer egg cups or, um, I don't know, even a breakfast burrito, something like lower carb, I guess. Breakfast burritos or just anything really like freezer friendly that um, you can save for later so you're not eating. You know, ham has a very distinct flavor and I think people tire out of ham leftovers pretty quickly. So when I'm looking at making ham leftovers, I try to think about things that I can sort of space out and freeze. Um, So something like the, you know, croquetas or um, some breakfast burritos or egg muffins, they work really well. Yeah. And you, yeah. And you can also make something like, um, like spreads for tea sandwiches because, you know, we all need a tea party after the holidays. (laughs) That's a really clever idea. That these are typical things that that I do, and now that I think about it, um, that usually uses up all the leftover ham that we have. Well, that's what we want to do. We want no waste, no ham. Yeah. Leave, leave no ham behind. <laughs> oh, but you definitely do want to save the um, say if you're using like a spiral cut ham, save the center bone joint for use in soup. And I actually just chuck that right into whatever soup pot. I don't make specifically like ham broth like I would with the turkey. Mm-hmm. but um, save it and you can throw it into like a bean soup and it's really delicious. My mother-in-law, um, when she makes her red bean soup, she just chucks a ham bone in there for some extra flavor, but it's also good with like chilies and things. Yeah. So I make a soup that uses like a ham hock and you're right. Oh, it's so good. Just using that ham bone is such a good idea. And I can't believe I've never thought to do that. <laughs> So yes, another good thing, Mary, I'm so glad I have you here to give us these tips because now I've got all these ideas running around my head going, all right, this is what I'm going to do with this. (laughs) (laughs) And what about like side dishes? Because sometimes they don't necessarily reheat that well. I'm thinking like potatoes. What can we do about those? So I'm going to be totally honest here and I really have not figured out a good way to repurpose like a scalloped potato dish. Yeah, that would be hard. (laughs) Like right now, what I do with that is I just cut it into like a small patty sized portion and I pan fry it in just a little bit of olive oil and then put an egg on top of it. And then I tell my husband, look, here's brunch. (laughs) I like that idea. (laughs) I'd still eat it regardless of how it is. I would even eat it microwaved and still a bit crappy because I love potatoes, but. (laughs) Me too. Me too. (laughs) So, um, but things like mashed potatoes are actually way more versatile. And the reason why I would have to repurpose these is because people like my dad are actually really picky about leftovers. And so he will not eat it just microwaved. So I have to kind of disguise it as something else. So 
earlier in the conversation, I did mention using mashed potatoes, leftover mashed potatoes with like your leftover protein to make something like a shepherd's pie. But, um, and I don't know if you may have come across this idea on uh, Pinterest too, or, you know, I'm just going to go back and talk about more croquetas because apparently this idea, this conversation is making me uh, realize how often I make them. Mm. But um, mashed potatoes, once they've gotten all, you know, congealed in the fridge are actually excellent binders for making um, like little mini tater tots. You can take them. And if you need to add a little more binder, just, you know, throw a tablespoon or two of flour. There's not really a recipe um, to this part. This is where you just kind of go with, do whatever you need to do to make it work. You probably will not need the flour if you like the like really buttery, creamy, thick mashed potatoes like I do. But if you're someone who likes thin mashed potatoes, I will not judge. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> but I will recommend, um, you'll know, like you can just, if you take a little, you know, mini cookie scoop of your, um, mashed potatoes and it holds, they're fine. You can take that. You can throw it in an egg wash, cover it with some breadcrumbs and you can bake it. If you make them mini, they're like little teeter tots. If you make them bigger, you make croquetas again. <laughs> and then those are also freezer friendly and, um, they're good for just you know, whatever, or you could, if you do freeze them, they make great uh, little snacks or appetizers for a future party. Um, or you can also make something like waffles. If you have mashed sweet potatoes, mashed sweet potatoes um, can be used in things like waffles or uh, muffins even, and you can make some sweet potato muffins or even scones. Mm, I like your thinking here. There's um, there's a lot that, that can be done so that they're repurposed and you're not dealing with... Um, and, and so if you're sensitive to the texture, you're not thinking, oh, this is leftover mashed potato texture. You're thinking, oh, this is something new and different and exciting. And that's really the point of a leftover repurpose. So you feel like you're eating something new and different and exciting. Yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. I And I can see how that would be like that. Mm, now all I want is tater tots. I'm thinking about them. <laughs> and your croquettes. I keep thinking about them too. <laughs> I feel like I've talked about like almost nothing else. Like every other idea is like, you know what? We're just going to make some croquettes. <laughs> I think be fine. that's what everyone's going to have to do with their holiday leftovers. I want to see pictures of croquettes <laughs> everywhere. <laughs> <laughs> One more idea and actually a shout out for a blogger friend of mine. Um, And she is, and we do this quite a bit too. Take um, your mashed potatoes and again, pan fry them. Don't even bread them, nothing. Just like scoop them right into a pan. They'll hold together and you make like a lazy potato pancake, put an egg on it. And then if you want to, oh, you can add a slice of your leftover ham. There Mm -hmm. you go. And then you make like a two-minute hollandaise sauce. I actually use the one from Claire at Sprinkles and Sprouts pretty often because it's fast. Um, And then you have another lazy person, Eggs Benedict. Mm, I love that idea too. Awesome. All right. Well, I'll I'll put that link in the show notes as well because that's a really good idea. Um, I have heard of a lot of people using mashed potato to to make those pan fried patties, but I've never actually tried myself. I've only sort of done the the grating the potato and making like hash browns that kind of way. So I I have that on my list to try as well. Yum. I'd recommend for this um, to get a nice crust. Keep your burner on like a medium low heat mm-hmm. and that will, that will provide the opportunity for your, um, 
for your crust to form. If you go any higher, it'll burn and it'll start sticking. Desserts wise, because I think sometimes we go a bit overboard with our sweets. I know at my <laughs> Christmas, we end up with like five different desserts and I don't think we ever need that much food when we've just had a huge feast. What can we do with those? Other than stuff our faces with sugar. (laughs) You can never have too much dessert. What are you talking about? Yeah, okay. All right. You're right. You're right. But sometimes I can't eat it all in time. (laughs) Well, I think it really depends on what type of dessert. So um, if you're talking about something like cookies, cookies freeze really well. So you don't have to worry. You don't really have to do too much with them. If you have extra cookies, you're not going to eat them in time. Just put them in the freezer, pull them out as you need them. Um, No problem there. Uh, Pies and cakes can get a little bit trickier. So uh, we often have layer cakes at the holiday. Do you you serve layer cakes as part of your holiday spread? I know some people do. No, we normally do things like, yeah, slices or... um... We have like pavlova, but that's never left over. That's always completely gone. (laughs) Or like if we're going to have cakes, it would be like mini cakes, cupcakes, that kind of thing. Okay. Um, Well, just in case any of your listeners actually do layer cakes, a good way to, um, you can freeze layer cakes rather well in slices. Okay. The The trick to doing that though is um, to chill the entire cake, then cut it all in slices, wrap each slice in plastic wrap, and then put the individually wrapped slices in a um, large plastic freezer bag or container. And then you can put that in the freezer. Um, but we don't often do those. So um, just a, that's just a random good tip I've learned from baking way too many cakes. Uh, yeah, no, <laughs> I love that tip. I, I don't cook cakes that often, so I wouldn't know that you could freeze the individual slices. So that's good to know. Yeah, it's um, I when I used to have the home bakery, I would test cakes. And so then the cakes that I would test, whatever I couldn't give away, I'd keep a couple of slices for quick desserts because sometimes you want dessert and you don't want to bake. Um, so but let's move on to maybe some more common holiday desserts. So pies, some pies will freeze well. Um, things like, uh, pecan pies actually freeze pretty well. I don't think your fresh fruit pies like apple pies freeze particularly well. The consistency just changes, um, too much like a baked, a baked apple pie Mm -hmm. for me that doesn't freeze really well, but you can use if if you really have leftover, uh, let's just go with apple pie. If you have leftover apple pie, you can choose to do something like make a quick ice cream with it and then uh, like just take your favorite ice cream base recipe and then just chop up your apple pie and dump it in there in chunks add a little cinnamon and you've got a really delicious apple pie ice cream um yes (laughs) Uh, you could also if you didn't mind tossing out the crust you can also take the filling out of most fruit pies and um serve it like over pancakes or french toast and then then it's basically just a fruit compote Um, and for something like pumpkin pie hmm, we've never really had very much extra pumpkin pie i would i would probably put it in ice cream because that's what i've done with like leftover other pie um i have not frozen cooked pumpkin pie so i'm not sure how that would work but i also think you might be able to do um something like what i recommended doing with the mashed sweet potatoes and possibly using the filling in something like uh pumpkin muffins or i don't know waffles but i'm not not so sure about that but most pumpkin pies aren't particularly large so 
Hmm. Actually, send some home with your guests. Yeah, good idea. <laughs> that's, that's, that's always an option. Just try and uh, share it. <laughs> yeah. So I think, uh, or you could make one of those crazy over-the-top milkshakes. Have you seen those? <gasps> yes, they're crazy. <laughs> they just make a milkshake and like throw a huge slice of like cake or pie or whatever into the blender. Yeah. Uh, I don't know if I'm that brave. If you are that brave, please. Yeah, make go it. for it. Absolutely. <laughs> and share the picture. Tag me. I want to see it. <laughs> <laughs> Absolutely. <laughs> oh, I like those ideas. And and you're right. It doesn't... Okay. You don't have to challenge yourself to eat a whole pie or cake in the next couple of days. You can obviously freeze it, repurpose it in some different ways, or you're right. At the end of your meal, divvy it up with those containers that you bought earlier and give it away because (laughs) no one is going to complain about getting some sweets to take home. (laughs) No, I really think the leftover sweets are probably sometimes the least daunting part of the meal because everyone gives themselves a little more leeway to enjoy more sweets around the holidays. Mm, I absolutely do. Mary, that is, I've loved all of your ideas here and you have so many creative ways to use up the leftovers. I don't think we're going to have any boring ways of using these up anymore. Everyone's going to be very creative around holiday time. (laughs) Um, But before you go, would you mind letting my listeners know where they can find you? Oh, sure. Um, I can be found on my website, obviously, goodygodmother.com. You can also find me on Instagram, and Facebook. And if you'd like inspiration, of course, Pinterest. Awesome. And I will link all of those in the show notes too. Thank you. I have Thank really you so enjoyed much for having me on, Cassie. I'm so happy to have you. Thank you. And uh, yeah, you'll have to come again and share some other tips because these were great. Thank you so much. Thank you. such a blast chatting with Mary. I love how creative she is in repurposing her leftovers and her passion for food in general is infectious. In fact, I think I want to go and stay with Mary the week after Thanksgiving just so she can cook some of those delicious things for me. For all the links we discussed in today's episode, simply head to cookitrealgood.com slash 18. That's it from me. Have a great week and don't just cook, cook it real good. Bye. (laughs) 